All right, so I want to talk through something that touches on this new economy that I've talked about. And really, I'm doing it because I want to sort it out in my own mind for two reasons. One, so that I can understand where the truth lies, I guess you'd say. And number two, so that I, I believe so that I can understand where I am at in the whole process and understand kind of what I'm doing and perhaps why. So for reference, I'm going to be speaking about a podcast I just listened to by Seth Godin. He has a podcast called Akimbo. And this episode was published on February 8th and is entitled Juggling and Bicycles. He makes the point that we often do one thing that leads to another. And really, I think you need to go listen to the um, to the episode, if this sounds at all interesting, because he explains it better than I can. So a couple of examples he gave. Well, first of all, a couple of principles. He said that mingled with our desire to learn something is fear and the attempt to acquire status. And a third thing, I can't remember. I probably will as I talk about it. So one example was the child that wants to play basketball. Because we insist upon the full-fledged game, we have a seven-year-old shoot at a 10-foot hoop, a hoop that's 10 feet in the air. And he said, this doesn't make sense. You lower the hoop, and then the child can enjoy and have a good time. And eventually, perhaps, he'll become good enough that he'll want to continue to play when he can shoot into a 10-foot hoop. And he gave a couple of other examples as well. The example that really hit home to me was being an author. The thought of being an author, he described it perfectly, is fraught with fear, fear of failure, fear of putting yourself out there and all of your feelings and your emotions onto the page, fear of the whole process and learning it, it's overwhelming. And then also the status. So you're going to be trying to do everything that an author would do, like get a publisher or, you know, like change your book to be what the publisher wants. And then going out and, you know, doing readings and having everybody um, read your book and etc. And then reading over the reviews on Amazon, etc. So uh, the whole status thing is involved. But he, what he suggests is that you need to do an activity which will help you to, to learn to be a good writer. Just like the seven-year-old child who's playing a totally different game, shooting into a hoop that's not nearly high enough, because that's how he learns to become a basketball player, not by trying to do the thing that is impossible for him to do up front. Same with the author. He writes. He writes in his blog. He writes for his YouTube channel. He writes a story. He tells a story to a few people. He tells the story again and again until it gets better and better and until they become wrapped. He writes story after story. And he puts these stories out into the world, oftentimes for free, just so that he can practice and have fun and enjoy the craft and learn the craft. And of course, all the while, he didn't say this, but he's going to be probably reading books about reading and um, reading other stories and being inspired by what other people say. But he doesn't try to be a full-fledged author until the day comes that somebody comes to him and says, hey, I really want to publish your book. Somebody wants to partner with him. 
Right, that seems to be the idea. So he's, um, I needed to hear that. I'll just say that. It was a good reminder to me that it, it appears to me that I'm really in the beginning stages, that I need to focus on writing and publishing and getting it in front of people and not worry about being a successful author. And then curiously, so at the end of his podcast, um, there is a place where he answers questions, and they're questions from former podcasts or other places. And um, there was a question from one of the seminars that he gave of a woman who said that um, she was a little bit confused because he had talked about being generous. And he said to be careful not to confuse generosity with a discount. So he said, especially if you're selling something like business to business, you know, don't start to think that somebody is going, you're going to do somebody a favor by giving them a discount. Oftentimes they may be more frustrated by the discount because they'll think they could have gotten more of a discount if they pushed. And I was like, yeah, right, that makes a lot of sense. But it was kind of funny because it seemed to contradict what he was talking about earlier about the writer who gives away his work for free as he's learning. And I thought to myself, okay, I need to really understand this. Um, what am I trying to do? How am I going about this? And I realized, and this is my contribution, I guess, is that it seems like there's two phases. There's a learning phase, and then there's a proficient phase. Somebody's learning to be a good writer, and while they're doing so, it's all just for fun. They, If they focus too much upon being a professional author while they're learning to be an author, Instead of just writing, they'll spend all their time, you know, out there, you know, trying to get people to buy their book or do X, Y, or Z, where they would be better off to just write another story and, and see how well it does and share it again. So there's a learning phase, just like the, the child who is going to have lots of fun with the, you know, the, the hoop at seven feet in the air or six feet instead of ten feet, you know, but in the meantime, he's learning the skills that will help him to be able to shoot hoops into a 10-foot hoop later on. and He's learning to dribble and do all those things. So a learning phase. But then there comes the point of the proficient phase, and that's something different. And I don't really know what Seth Godin would say about this. The one thing he did say was that he said, I hope that whatever you're offering, you feel like what you're offering is worth more than what you're charging. And he gave the example of somebody who is having their appendix out and um, obviously saving their lives by having their appendix out is worth more to them than the, you know, however many tens of thousands of dollars it costs to have their have the operation. Um, but he, he said that being generous meant something different. It's the way that you are with the people. It's an emotional generosity, basically. But I'm also curious about something else in, with regards to all of this. And here's where my contribution comes in. So there comes a point where a person becomes proficient, where if their goal had been to make a living or to make money, let's say, if their goal had been to make money, then once they are proficient and people are beating down their doors um, to be able to, say, for example, the, the, the author who now a publisher is beating down their door saying, we'll give you, you know, a $200,000 advance if you'll let us publish your next book. 
or um, let us publish, you know, something you've already published under our, um, you know, our company, whatever. Um, then there's something else that comes into play. And I think it gets close to what Seth was talking about when he said, you know, don't confuse generosity with giving discounts. Because generosity sometimes involves, if not a discount, an attempt to relieve the financial burden of the people that you serve. And this is the world or the game which the world is now playing. The world is like playing a game of testing the waters of how much can we push this limit? How much can I give away for free? Not during the period when I'm learning, but at the point where I'm proficient. And so we have people who have YouTube channels who, who you know, charge thousands of dollars for their services, but they're giving away much of the information for free on YouTube. And this is a fascinating time. And what I want to suggest is that what we're really doing is we are testing out and like sticking our toe into the water of, of what is really a new world. So the world right now functions in this place of I'm not going to, well, it has for its history. I, you know, that, that, that basically, and, and the thing that, I, that we don't realize is that it's not just a ch one more change in the economy, okay? This is actually, the world will become a different kind of world once it figures this out. Like, like if you can imagine if there are levels of worlds, okay, and there's a, a baser world here, and then there's a higher world, and then a higher world, okay? What we are doing in playing with this is we are... We are testing the limits of, and, and what we're doing is we're actually um, um, seeing how can, how can we bridge the gap, not from one economy to another, not just a change in the economy, but to a moving to a different world, a world where things are given away, ultimately, eventually, for free. In other words, I'm going to give to a person. I'm going to render the service before and without even knowing that I'm going to receive payment and trust that payment will come in some other way. It's a world that kind of runs on faith, you could say, where not just the novices, but the proficient give away what they give away for free. It's the very thing that Seth was kind of warning her about. He was, he was trying to tell her, like, don't take food off of your children's table, especially when you've got somebody coming in who had no problem, you know, meeting their mortgage last month. You know, it's like, don't feel guilty about charging a good price for a good service. And that seems actually, it's, it's good advice. And it's, it's, it's been good advice for as long as the world has, has been around, I think, since we've invented money. But the truth is, is that the world is headed in a direction which is going to transcend that. It's going to go beyond that. But it's going to be a gradual process. And I think that's what I've worked out in, in doing this recording for myself, is that it's like, it's going to be a gradual process. Um, and, 
as we move towards it, what, what we're going to see is there's going to be people who are giving away certain things for free. It's already happening, really. <laughs> they're giving certain things away for free here, like with the left hand. But they're not letting their right hand know what their left hand does because on the right hand, they're selling the same information to somebody who can afford it. Um, I think you'll you'll discover this. And that the thing, like, and of course they put a label on it. It's like, you know, well, if you go to my Patreon page, I'll, you know, I'll have special videos that are just for you. But then they'll make other videos that'll cover the very things that they covered on their Patreon videos. And so it's kind of a game that we're all playing because um, at this point, there's we haven't fully bridged the gap to the other economy. Um, and I, I have the feeling that a turmoil will come uh, because um, the last step will be one of, of faith, you could say. It'll be a, a f almost, um, it's like that step you make, like when you get on the horse for the first time and you're afraid of riding a horse. Um, and there are those who will say, oh, you'll never get me on a horse. Um, and that's kind of the idea is that they're, there will be those who will will hold back and say, no, 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 we have to hold on to the old way of doing things. And I think that's all that I have to say. I think I've worked out the idea in my mind for my own sake. Um, it's like the likelihood is, <laughs> as I become proficient at an author, as an author, what I'll discover myself doing is doing the same things that others are doing. I'm going to be testing the boundaries. What can I give away for free? How can how creative can I be so that I make it available to the most people possible? And yet at the same time, you know, um, also um, put food upon, on, upon my table while, you know, everything is not for free. Because that's, that's the real leap of faith. And I'll, I guess that's the last thing is that it's like, for someone who chooses to go down this road, they still, when they go to the grocery store, the eggs cost a certain amount, right? Um, unless, of course, they go to the food bank and they choose to leave completely with no money. And there are people who, who've tested that out for periods of time. Um, but, but the reason we care about this is that the world that we are entering is so much better than the one we're leaving by, you know, like um, if, if the world we've been in is like, like a star, the light of a star, then the world we're moving into, you might say, is like the light of the moon, um, a lot brighter than a star, at least to our perception, right? The star may be a sun, but to us, it its light is the light of a star, very a pinprick in the night. But, um, and eventually there comes the sun. Eventually we will enter into something that is as bright as the sun. But it's, it's going to, um, it's going to be a process. So even what even though what Seth said 
kind of seem contradictory to me in a way. It's like I feel like I'm I'm maybe touching on an understanding that that bridges the gap of where we're at and how this works, but I I know that I don't completely understand it yet. So I have got, I've got a lot to learn. But man, I I really love some of the things that Seth has to say. Um, it's such a blessing, and I'm so grateful for him. So if you if you like um, what I've talked about, um, I, I'm not getting paid by him in any way, but you can go over to Akimbo and sign up for his podcast. Um, if if you're interested in these topics, you probably already listened to Seth Godin. But anyways, um, all right. God bless you. Goodbye.